What is up, my friends, my homies, my pop culture lovers? I am so happy you're here today. I'm Carrie, and I'm here to bring you the top five pop culture stories from the past week. I hope you had an incredible week. It was a really nice mixture of beautiful sunshine and warm days here in Kansas City. And then we had a day or two sprinkled in there with, uh, you know, some rain and some gloom. And honestly, I like both of those things. So I was pretty, uh, you know, I feel lucky this week. It just had some beautiful weather. And then yesterday it was gloomy and rainy all day. And I have a uh, wing four in my Enneagram. I'm a three wing four. So, you know, my four wing just really loves some gloominess every once in a while. So, you know, and here again today, it's just beautiful sunshine and 70 degrees. So I just feel so like the universe is taking care of me this week and I feel so blessed. Anyway, let's cut the baloney and let's get right into the pop culture goodness of the week. Let's recap those top five stories of the past week and get right on into the details. Story number one is actually some breaking news and it's kind of somber. Let's hop right into it. Prince Philip, the husband of Queen Elizabeth, passes away. The UK's Prince Philip has died at age 99. The royal family announced his passing on Friday, April 9th. That is today, just this morning. I actually woke up to this news. The announcement said, quote, It is with deep sorrow that Her Majesty the Queen has announced the death of her beloved husband, His Royal Highness Prince Philip, the Duke of Edithburg. The statement goes on to read, His Royal Highness passed away peacefully this morning at Windsor Castle. The royal family joined with the people around the world in mourning his loss. Prince Philip was hospitalized just weeks ago in London on February 16th after feeling unwell and was treated for an infection. On Wednesday, March 4th, he underwent a procedure for a pre-existing heart condition. Not a whole lot to unpack here. Just, I cannot believe, first of all, he was 99. It is so crazy that he lived that long. It was kind of, you know, known in recent months and even recent years, his health was declining more and more. He retired from his royal duties uh, a couple years ago, I remember, and that was just because it was hard for him. He was getting older. I can't believe. So if he retired from royal duties, I think it was three years ago. Uh, you know, he was still over the age of 95. So what 95-year-old is working full-time? I mean, it's incredible even that he worked that long. And, you know, even when he retired, he still went to a lot of functions with the queen and, you know, was a part of this. That's just kind of what you sign up for. I've talked about that in previous episodes, that this is the life that you, you know, choose. And that's part of it is you, you sign up for this and you kind of, you know, for better, for worse, you're you're ingrained in it. And so he was still so involved at such an, uh, you know, an elder age. And I have so much respect for him and the queen, of course. I love the queen. You guys know that. And I love their relationship. And I don't know, I've only seen a little bit of The Crown, but and obviously The Crown is a fictitious, quote unquote, fictitious show, but it is historically accurate in a lot of ways. And it seems like their relationship has been just, uh, you know, steady and strong from the very get go, even when they were so, so young and so, so new to this, you know, strange royal life. It was it was just so oh, I just love them. I love them, you guys. And I, I kind of knew this was coming because he had been going downhill some. And my thought here is that his most recent hospitalization, you know, on February 16th, and then on March 4th, I think that they could maybe see that he was declining. And, you know, when he came home from the hospital, everyone was like, oh, he's doing better. He's doing better. But I think that they saw that the end was maybe near. And, you know, like it says in this release, he died at home peacefully. So I think that they saw that the end was maybe near and that they, you know, wished for him to pass away at at home, you know, instead of in a hospital, which, you know, when that happens a lot, you know, when people get to this age and you can see that things are slowly declining, they make that choice. And that's a compassionate, wonderful choice. And that's that's 
great for them. I'm glad that they chose that. And I'm glad that he was able to be in his home at Windsor Castle and pass away there. So I'm just sending well wishes to the entire royal family. It's just always sad. It's just always sad. You kind of knew it was coming. Like I said, 99 and he had been struggling. But prayers and thoughts go out to the queen. Of course, they had been married like 74 years. Like, oh my gosh, you guys, that is such a long time. Oh, I just, I can't imagine just thinking of the royal family as they mourn this loss and thinking of the queen. They've been together for so long. It's just sending well wishes to them. Story number two is some Bridgerton cast updates. That's right. Bridgerton announces that Regé Jean Page will not be returning for Bridgerton season two. On Friday, April 2nd, it was revealed that Regé Jean Page would not be returning to Bridgerton for the second season. The Dashing Duke has departed the series and the popular Netflix period drama confirmed with a statement via their Instagram penned in the voice of Lady Whistledown herself. The statement read, While all eyes turn to Lord Anthony and his quest to find the Countess, we bid adieu to Regé Jean Page, who so triumphantly played the Duke of Hastings. We will miss Simon's presence on screen, but he will always be a part of the Bridgerton family. Lady Whistledown's note suggested that the new Duchess will be back for season two. Quote, Daphne will remain a devoted wife and sister, helping her brother navigate the upcoming social season and what it has to offer. More intrigue and romance than my readers may be able to bear. End quote. As the fans of the show well know, season one of Bridgerton followed Julia Quinn's first novel of the series, The Duke and I, which focused on the love story between Simon, the Duke of Hastings, played by Regé Jean Page, and Daphne, who's played by Phoebe Duvoy. It's French, I think, so I can't say it correctly, but I think that's how you pronounce it. It has since been confirmed that season two will follow the oldest Bridgerton stun, Anthony, who is played by Jonathan Bailey, as he searches to find love. I have not read Julia Quinn's novels, but my best friend Brianna has, and she has confirmed that each novel follows like a different one of the children's paths, you know, as they find love and their quest for love. So it is assumed that the show will take a similar path that, uh, you know, each season will focus on another book. So, I mean, they could do something different if they wanted to, I guess. But I think it's in their best interest to keep the series as similar to how the books are arranged. So yeah, season two will be all about brother Anthony um, and his quest to find love. So I, like all of America, binged Bridgerton right away and was just enthralled and, you know, captivated by this little uh, world that I seemed to have dropped into and could not stop watching. And so I would like to speak for all of the females in America and around the world, really, who watch the show that I am devastated that Regé Jean Page will not be on our screens. Who could who could not be, you know, torn about this? And at a, in a deep level, he was the breakout star. I mean, he literally overnight catapulted from being, uh, you know, I don't want to say a nobody because I think he was uh, more well known in the European acting circle. But here in the States, you know, in quote unquote Hollywood, like he was really a nobody. And we saw him on Bridgerton and immediately the world fell in love with him. And I can see why. Like he he's a great actor. He has this creamy, milky skin. He has this perfectly symmetrical face and this wonderful accent. And women across the globe were just like, oh, my goodness. I cannot. And so I think it is, I mean, it to be expected, kind of. My thought is that we knew that he might be in season two, but it, even if he wasn't it, it would have been like he would be a side character, which it sounds like, you know, Phoebe, uh, you know, Daphne, Phoebe, who plays Daphne, is going to be in it, but she'll be a side character. But, you know, my thought is that uh, it, there's been a lot of rumblings that Regis on page, uh, you know, since. 
since he blew up from Bridgerton is getting a lot of opportunities. There's been talks about him being in like, I think it's Superman or Batman or like one of the superhero movies. He signed on to do a movie with, I think it was like Ryan Reynolds and a bunch of huge name stars. So like since he blew up, his clout and his price to be in these things has gone way up. So my thought is that he was only going to be a side character in season two regardless and that they didn't want to pay him, you know, maybe what he uh, could command now as a price. And he has a right to, to do that. I mean, would it be nice to see him in season two here and there and to see him and Daphne together uh, and have a couple scenes just showing them, you know, living happily ever after, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, it would be great to do that. But I can also see, and this is how we're reminded, you know, lest we forget that this is like the TV business is like a business and he is worth a lot now ever since he's blown up. And I just think they didn't want to pay him what his like cameo fee would be, which is a lot higher than it was before Bridgerton, you know, came out. So again, part of me and, uh, you know, everyone who loved Bridgerton is really like sad by this. But the other more practical part of me that understands the business side of Hollywood and TV and film, like I totally saw this coming and I totally can see that this is like Bridgerton is just the launch pad for his career. And he is going to do so many big, wonderful things moving forward. I'm excited to see him in other roles. I'm excited to see what he will do. I'm excited to see how the creators of Bridgerton, the EPs, the writers pivot this to, uh, you know, make the next season about Anthony. I really did like Anthony a lot. And I think that they set up his character really well. In the first season, we saw, you know, some of his issues with uh, the opera singer who he was dating or whatnot, and some of his turmoil there and what was going on. So I think we like were set up perfectly for this next season to be about him. So I am excited to see how they pivot. And I cannot wait. I will be waiting with bated breaths. Story number three is a little Kardashian drama. You guys know I don't like to talk about the Kardashians too much, but I have too much of an opinion about this one to let it slip by. So alas, we're going to deep dive. Story number three, Khloe Kardashian speaks out on the drama regarding her leaked unfiltered photo. Amid social media debates surrounding an unauthorized image that was shared online this week, the 36-year-old Keeping Up With The Kardashian star posted a lengthy message to Instagram on Wednesday, April 7th about struggling with her body image. She included topless footage filmed in a bathroom, along with a video from an Instagram Live she had recorded on the same day that revealed her midsection. Chloe captioned the post, Yes, I did a live to show you all this isn't photoshopped. In the message, Chloe wrote, Hey guys, this is me and my body unretouched and unfiltered. The photo that was posted this week is beautiful, but as someone who has struggled with body image her entire life, when someone takes a photo of you that isn't flattering and bad lighting or doesn't capture your body the way it is, after working so hard to get to this point and then shares it to the world, you should have every right for it to ask not to be shared, regardless of who you are. Chloe went on to explain that the, quote, constant ridicule and judgment my entire life has been, quote, too much to bear. For over a decade now, in photos, every single flaw and imperfection has been microanalyzed and made fun of to the smallest detail, and I am reminded of them every day by the world. When I take that criticism and use it as motivation to get myself in the best shape of my life and to even help others with the same struggles, I am told I couldn't have done it through hard work and I must have paid for it all. Chloe says that she loves a good filter, good lighting, and an edit here and there, and compared it to wearing makeup or a pair of heels. She added, this is exactly what I will continue to do unapologetically. Okay, before I dive into this too much and give you my kind of brutal thoughts, but before I dive into that, I want to acknowledge the fact that Chloe has been treated really rough by the media and by 
our culture and society, you know, from a very young age. The Kardashians have been, you know, a part of our lives, quote, oh God, for better, for worse, for so long now. And she has endured a lot of scrutiny, a lot of like online bullying about her body, which is just not ever cool and fun. And I, I can't imagine what that's like. I really, I, I just can't because I'm not her and I'm not on that platform. But to have so many people commenting and having their thoughts and saying things or comparing her to her sisters, like that's hard. I acknowledge that totally. I acknowledge her humanness and that she's struggled with that. Now, the leaked unfiltered photo that they're talking about, let's dive into this. So somehow a photo of her in a swimsuit was posted, published online. I don't know how, quote, leaked. I'm not sure. But she did not like the picture and she was trying to get the picture removed. And, you know, Team Kardashian was trying to get the picture removed. And it's one of those things where like, you know, had they not tried so hard to get it removed the picture probably wouldn't have been seen by that many people but like they're you know trying so hard to get it removed like brought the attention brought more attention to the photo if that makes sense so it's like if they would have just like silently ignored it it no one would have noticed the kardashians post pictures every day all of them do like and plenty of pictures in them and you know bathing suits or underwear or whatever it is this was like no different thing but like because they were coming at it so heavily with lawyers and other things to get it off the internet it brought more attention to it and since then it has blown up the picture is fine like there's nothing wrong with it she still looks really great in the photo I can understand if it's not her favorite and I understand as someone like who yeah if there's an unflattering picture of me like I don't want it all over the internet like I I understand that like I said on a human level the problem I have is with her live and the photos that she posted like defending herself and saying that she's you know unfiltered or un you know edited or whatever it is it's like she still is just so they just still promote this uh, unrealistic level of body image and beauty the whole Kardashian family and this is one of the reasons why I don't like to talk about them and I don't support what they do I make it a point not to buy their products I make it a point not to talk about them on my show for the most part because I think that the un the levels that their bodies and faces and have changed you know in the last I don't know 10 15 years is is not something that like you or I could achieve with like quote hard work I have no doubt that Chloe has worked so hard on her body I saw her show Revenge Body. And I think what she does for that show and those people is amazing. But like, I do not have the financial resources that Chloe does. I do not have the, um, you know, uh, ability to get fillers and to get my lips injected. Uh, I mean, I guess I could, but you know what I mean? Like, if it really mattered to me, I guess I could, but like, I don't have the money to pay for that upkeep. I don't have the money to pay for a personal trainer. I don't have a money to the money to get my body uh, contoured, you know, uh, cool sculpting contouring and things like that. All these like little things that money and fame and like notoriety give you the ability to like change your body and make it look the best that it is. Like I do not have that and the average person doesn't have that at their disposal. So I have no doubt that Chloe spends tons of time in the gym and I I have no doubt that she, uh, you know, has has worked really hard and I I respect that. I do. But like the you can't like negate the other things that, that they have at their disposal that regular people don't. And they set this standard of beauty that is so unrealistic and it's so, so damaging to us as a society. And I just don't, uh, I don't respect that. I don't respect like the the way that they portray things. I, I just really don't. I don't have respect for what they're doing to our society as and like our culture as a whole and what they represent. And, uh, you know, what 
she's complaining about, you know, the ridicule, again, I acknowledge that as a human, that's hard, but she's complaining about a machine that she built and continues to like actively take part in. She can, you know, she built this machine of like the ridiculous standards of beauty. Like they built that. The Kardashians built that machine. They have been a huge part of that and what our society is like. And they still actively continue to take part in it. So the, the very thing that she's complaining is like biting the hand that feeds her. Like, so I don't, I don't understand. I don't support and I don't like have sympathy for that part of this story. Uh, I do have sympathy for her as a human and for being bullied online. I do. But she has a chance. This is her chance to, uh, you know, rewrite and to uh, start to shape the body positivity culture for for better. This is her opportunity to do that. And her going live and showing us her stomach and posing and doing these things was like, it was like her looking at the opportunity she had and just waving to it as it as it passed her by. You know what I mean? Like she had such an opportunity and she did the absolute worst thing, the opposite of what she could have to help the situation. And she's just, again, being an active participant in, in this machine that she helped build. I'm just so over this story. There's just so much wrong with with her response with this, it, you know, it, there's just so much wrong with it. I can't even. It just baffles me and annoys me and proves to me why these people are so toxic for our culture. I literally cannot wait for the day when we give two shits about these people. It's just, oh, like, let's make some other people famous, you guys, please, please. Can we find someone who is talented and and brings things to the table and contributes to society? And can we make them famous, please? Like, can we just do that? All right, you guys, our fifth and final story is, uh, you know, near and dear to my heart because you guys know I'm a Wisconsin girl. And so I got to do a little check in with Aaron Rodgers and his new girlfriend, fiance, whatever they are, Shailene Woodley. In honor of the Green Bay Packers quarterback having begun his two-week stint as Jeopardy guest host, he and Shailene filmed an Instagram Live video on Monday, April 5th, in which they answered 10 fan questions about his new gig as the guest host. During the Q&A session, the typically guarded couple who managed to keep their engagement a secret until Aaron announced it to the world ever so casually on February 6th during his MVP speech, uh, divulged a few rare details about their day-to-day routine. So I'm calling this an Aaron and Shailene update because truly this is not the only Aaron and Shailene news of the week because they were also spotted at Disney World holding hands and uh, I don't know, doing Disney World things. I have not been to Disney World since uh, I was probably 10 years old, but they were there, uh, you know, looking very touristy and holding hands and doing all the things. And this is just unprecedented territory for I feel, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, who I know, I, I guess I have studied more than Shailene Woodley. Um, and I just have so many thoughts and feelings about this because I said from the get-go that I thought that this was such a random couple. And I stand by that. I do think it's a really random couple, but it's so random that it works. And they're so quirky. She is so quirky and strange uh, in a lot of different ways. And when I say strange, I don't mean that in a negative way. She's just not your typical like Hollywood actress. And she's been, you know, pretty successful and she is still pretty normal in a lot of ways. So I don't say I don't say she's weird in a bad way. I just mean like she's just not the you know the typical Hollywood actress. Um and he's quirky in a lot of ways too and I have known that for a long time, but I think that they, you know, found each other and it just accentuated all the quirkiness and I guess, you know, it's just mutual weirdness uh and understanding of one another, which is great. And you know, the Instagram live that they did is something that I have never I just have never 
never seen him interact with a significant other in such a way before. I really haven't. And I've seen him go through girlfriends. You know, I saw him when he was dating Olivia Munn and I saw him when he was dating Danica Patrick and he would like, you know, go to red carpet events with them and they would post pictures together every once in a while. But he was so much more guarded and like so much more hush hush about those relationships. And this Instagram live was like the opposite of what we've like what I have seen him be like in relationship. It was just mind blowing. I was like, who is this guy? Uh, It was so strange. And then she posted an Instagram story uh, just bragging about him on Jeopardy, telling everyone to go watch it. And it was just like a story of them driving in his truck. And again, it was so uh, just a version of him I have never seen before. He was quoting The Princess Bride, which I have long known. If you know Rogers, you know that he has been vocal, that The Princess Bride is his favorite movie, as he says. But he was quoting The Princess Bride like in this you know, story. And I was like, this is just a version of him that I have never experienced before. And you know, I think they look very happy, which is great. So mutual weirdness to be celebrated. And I just am just so baffled by this new uh, version of Aaron Rogers that we are seeing, but he looks happy. They seem happy. And the more I think about it, the more I think that this is just, again, like I said, perfect uh, mutual weirdness, you know, meeting and creating something beautiful. So um, still think the timeline is a little weird and a little rushed, definitely. Uh, But, you know, besides that, um, I'm getting more and more used to it every day. And I'm enjoying getting to see and get to know this (laughs) new uh, forthcoming with his relationship happy and like googly-eyed and love version of Aaron Rodgers. Let's talk about some birthdays this week. My only birthday of the week is Paul Rudd, who allegedly turned 52. I am not so sure because he is truly an ageless wonder. I was watching Friends this morning as I watch Friends every day, much to my husband's despair, of course, because I literally, that's like one of the only things I watch. Uh, and, you know, he's in the later seasons as Phoebe's love interest, Mike, and he truly looks the same. Only the show was years and years and years ago. So uh, happy birthday to Paul Rudd. He's a Kansas City native, I'm pretty sure. So everyone in Kansas City loves him. And uh, it just seems like a great guy all around. Happy birthday to him. I also have to end the show on this very fun note. This week, 28 years ago, The Sandlot premiered in theaters. If that is not a time capsule, I am just not sure what is because that is just, oh, just stands the test of time. Every year I see people uh, in the squints, uh, you know, costume, like a couple's costume with squints. And is her name Wendy, like the Baywatch girl, the girl at the pool who saves him from the pool or whatever it is like that. That Halloween costume just never goes away. And I think that's just a testament to the fact that The Sandlot will live on forever in infamy. And I mean, you're killing me, Smalls. I mean, like just so many good one-liners and and just just a movie of that generation. Just wonderful. 28 years ago. Incredible, you guys. All right, y'all, that's going to do it. That's going to wrap up today's show. As always, let me know about any of the stories today and your opinions. I love to hear your opinions, especially interested in your thoughts on the Khloe Kardashian controversy. I would just love to know what y'all think because I obviously have a hot take and I would love to hear what your take is as well. If you're a Wisconsin fan or just a fan of Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley and, you know, the new beautiful couple that's blossoming uh, amongst us, I would love to hear your opinion uh, on that and anything you think about his Jeopardy hosting and their new, uh, you know, taking their relationship to social media. I would love to hear what you think. So make sure you leave me a comment or tell me what you think. 
If you are a fan of the show and you keep coming back for more, I would love it. If you went to Apple Podcasts, left a five-star rating and wrote a review about why you like the show, seriously, it would take you 30 seconds and it would mean the world to me. It really helps the show grow. It just makes me feel good, you guys. It's like a virtual hug. So if you would go over there and do that, it would just make my day. If you want to keep up with me on a daily basis, you can find me on Instagram. I am at Candidly Speaking Podcast and I'm at Carrie.Gillespie. Find me there. Find all the info there. A sign on. Follow along. Be a part of the group. That's going to do it for today, y'all. Thanks so much for being here. You have officially been pop cultured. <laughs>